Welcome to The Winsome Creationist, where we explore God's world using a model-building approach, interact with a gracious tone, and take a firm stand on the literal truth of creation found in God's Word. Join host Steve Schramm and occasional guests as they explore the mysteries and majesties from creation to the flood, Babel to the cross, and everywhere in between. And now, here's your host. Welcome into another exciting episode of The Winsome Creations. Glad you could join us today. I want to talk about something that is um, really not that exciting. Um, I, I always try to bring some sort of excitement to this topic because, you know, when it comes to creationism, it's something I'm excited about. It shouldn't just be, oh, we're sitting around learning about this in our, you know, from our textbooks or in a laboratory or whatever. It's something to be really excited and to be really passionate about. But when sometimes that passion can drive people to do things that they shouldn't do. Do you know what I mean by that? It, it can drive people to be sometimes overzealous, I think, when it comes to particular issues. And I'll tell you, um, most people, I think, would prefer that issues like this stay undiscussed, stay underneath the rug. You know, we'll handle these discussions in private, in the back corner. And we're not going to do that around here. Because when it comes to being a winsome creationist, the point is to be winsome in our interactions with others who are outside of creationism, but also with those who are inside of the umbrella of creationism. So what I want to get into today, and I'm going to be very careful to avoid, you know, ultra specifics here, but what I do want to get into today is a little bit of inside baseball, okay, a, a little bit of a problem that, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you're an evolutionist, whatever, you probably ain't going to get much out of this episode, okay? Um, this is, I'm talking to my brothers, I'm talking to my sisters, I'm talking to everybody sort of within the fold, within the umbrella of young age creationism. It's like, we need to have a chat because there are some problems and they need to be resolved. So one of the big three creationist organizations, I won't say which one, but one of the big three creationist organizations just uh, started a new series of articles that is um, putting down a particular group of young age creationists, okay? And that would be whatever the group, whatever, whatever people associate with others who are in this group kind of all get lumped in together. And what they've done is they've given it a name, or at least they think they've given it a name, uh, called Young Earth Evolutionism. Okay, Young Earth Evolutionism. And there's a ongoing series at this particular organization's uh, website where they're going to continue um, covering this issue. And as of the time of this recording, there's been two or three, I'm not sure exactly, two or three uh, articles in the series that have been posted. And quite a bit of discussion has been sparked around this in some, uh, some online groups where these matters get discussed. Okay. And uh, including um, the actual author of the article, or at least one of the authors of the article, um, somebody who contributed to the article, uh, was a part of some of these conversations. And so let me let me actually back up a little bit and, and give a little bit of wider context. I remember um, reading some articles um, by, I believe, I, I might, the first time I might have heard this term was Joel Duff. Um, Although I might have heard it from somebody else, but uh, I think it was Joel Depp, and he's got 
a, uh, I guess you would call it a ministry, um, where he thinks he's doing the right thing. By the way, Joel's a good guy. He thinks he's doing the right thing by exposing a lot of what uh, young age creationists teach and talk about. And um, he is a, um, a evolutionist, right? I mean, he's a, a, a theistic evolutionist or, uh, you know, he might describe himself as an evolutionary creationist. I'm not sure. Regardless, he's a Christian who loves Jesus, who believes that God used the process of evolution. And not only that, but he believes that uh, a lot of times uh, young earth creationists get these issues wrong, not only factually wrong, but in their attitudes and, and things of that nature. And I remember a criticism leveled. In fact, I, you know, it's it's been him and others. I've heard Hugh Ross talk about this. I've heard others talk about this as well. This this criticism has been leveled at all uh, young earth creationists, young age creationists, of calling us uh, actually young earth evolutionists. Why? Uh, because there is a accelerated pattern of biological change um, needed to explain the physical data, okay, when you're talking about the animals getting off of Noah's Ark after the flood, okay? There needed to be what we call rapid diversification within the, the kinds, the animal kinds, in order to... Uh, be able to see more modern-day looking animals which show up in the biblical record within a very short period of time, given the fact that the best research to date has shown that the the sort of animals that Noah would have taken on the ark are not necessarily, I mean, in some cases they are, but not, not in all cases, uh, are not necessarily the like modern form like you would see today. Right, they would be more of a, a older, a more ancient uh, form. Again, an ancestor, a more ancient ancestor of some of the more modern kinds uh, of animals that we have today, and the different species. And so, there's this rapid. I've even heard the term hyperevolution used um, that has been leveraged against all creationists, including those who work at the Big Three. By the way, if you're kind of new to this discussion, uh, by the Big Three, what I mean is Answers in Genesis, Creation Ministries International and the Institute for Creation Research. So that's AIG, CMI, and ICR. Those are uh, the big three creationist organizations that are out there and um, are the most vocal, the loudest. And so these criticisms have been leveled against them and they've been called young earth evolutionists by people who subscribe to evolution and by people who subscribe to old age creationism. Now, what seems to have happened, and again, this this new series of articles I'm referring to has been started within the last month or so. What what seems to be happening, and I, I hate to say this, but again, this group has owned this as a ministry statement. They haven't disowned it as a statement of a single author or anything. It's a ministry statement. They, the entire ministry stands behind this. Um, they have started calling a particular group of young earth creationists who are not associated with them, young earth evolutionists. Now, I'm a marketing guy, okay? This is what I do in my daily life. I could only assume that the reason that they did this, it's not like they, they did this with, without knowledge that they've been called this in the past by others, unless they just haven't re read their material, in which case, shame on them, right? They certainly have read their material, okay? Um, I'm a marketing guy. 
So I, I sort of get the marketing play here. If this was entirely unintentional, fine. But uh, these organizations are pretty good at marketing. And so I have a feeling this was intentional, sadly. Okay. And um, what you can sometimes do in marketing is sort of distance yourself. Like name calling, it's a real thing. Okay. Um, that old saying, sticks and stones might break my bones, but words will never hurt me. It's all lies. Okay. Um, words are powerful. Words have sticking power. Uh, words have persuasion power. I mean, words are straight up powerful. Okay. And what I think they've done is try to distance themselves from this term by saying, oh, okay, we agree that this term is a thing, but it's those guys over there, not us. It's those guys over there and people who are associated with them, not us. Okay. Now, is this the way? Is this the way that brothers and sisters in Christ, who are even on the same team as it relates to worldview, and, and we're going to get into the nature of the disagreement, okay? Don't, you know, we're going there. But is this the way that we should be interacting on this issue? 100% no. 100% no. And that's part of why this podcast exists. I shouldn't even have to be recording this episode. I shouldn't even have to have started this podcast, but here we are because of this. And it's important we move past it. It's important we move beyond it. Now, what does it, what does it come down to? Well, there's multiple things, again, that are going to be covered over the course of this series. The only thing that's really been discussed so far is a difference over how much, if you will, evolution, which we're going to talk about this in a minute, but how much change over time um, is allowed within a kind, within a kind of animals. Now, once again, I want to try to put this on the bottom shelf if you're uh, sort of new to the uh, creationist circles or, or maybe you just haven't heard this term before. A, a kind, a biblical kind, a, a, uh, a baraman, okay, a created kind is a grouping of animals and there are different like levels of this, right? There's like a baraman, a hollow baraman, a, a mono baraman. Um, and what these are intended to do is show how much change can happen within a particular kind of organism, what organisms, what animals, what, what, you know, humans or whatever belong in what kinds and what did those original biblical kinds look like? How much change do we have over time, etc. And, uh, so there's uh, questions and, and disagreements. I mean, legitimate scientific scholarly disagreement within creationism over these limits. Now, everybody across the board of young age creationism believes, you know, the earth universe is about six to 10,000 years old. We all believe that the gospel is uh, not only true, of course, but is uh, largely only makes sense in the context of a young age creationist uh, view. You know, we, we all agree that the flood happened and it was global and the Tower of Babel, the whole thing. Okay. We all agree on that. But there are these minor disagreements between scientists in particular areas on the limits of these sorts of things. Now, is this enough? Is this is the fact that there is scientific disagreement, which, by the way, can be handled in journals, can be handled in meetings, conventions, like all these things that are already happening, right? That's how science happens. Is there a need? Is there a need for a public, a very public ministry to take on this statement and publicly start name-calling their brothers and sisters in Christ over this issue? Calling them evolutionist, which is a lie. 
It is a lie to call them an evolutionist. And by the way, some evidence has been presented that the same exact um, kind of thing that they're giving a hard time and, and, and name-calling as Young Earth Evolutionists for this other group for, there's some evidence that the, that the group who's doing the name-calling holds to some views that would that others could look at them and call them the Young Earth Evolutionists. Even other people in the Young Earth camp could do that. And so this is a problem. I'm sorry I'm being kind of vague. I do, you know, I could like straight up, you know, name call here, but I'm not going to do that, okay? Because, again, I want to improve the conversation. I don't want to make it worse. If you want to go out and do all the research with the words I'm saying, you can do that. Um, I think there are, there's, let me just say there's some serious need for discussion here. Winsome discussion, back and forth. Scientific. My friend Tim has uh, suggested, I think, a great way forward. In fact, I think I, I we need to have him on the podcast soon to talk about this. But I think there are some serious good questions, seriously good questions, that uh, he has risen as to how we can actually maybe answer some of these disagreements and get them out into the open. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to the chance to hopefully do that, maybe even have some conversations here on the podcast. Okay, the fact is... There is disagreement in creationism, of course. There's disagreement in evolutionism. There's disagreement in science. This is why we do science. But this is why we come together, right, for the shared goal of working together to understand God's creation in a better way. We do this together on the same team, from the same side. And so, you know, one of the big things here that I want to do is just encourage you that if if you're in, you know, this world at all of creationism, of, of really wanting to study the Bible and, and learn about God's creation, um, either from a scientific view or a popular view or from a biblical view or whatever, um, I, I really, I really want to urge you to adopt this attitude of really trying to get along w- with everybody, you know, it, it, who in this worldview, and uh, and try to make headway together, work together when there's disagreements. When there's differences. Should they be handled in public? Sure. That's what journals are for. That's what these public gatherings are for. Like the International Conference on Creationism. Like the Origins Conference. There's all these conferences. I mean, this is where these people get together. Why are we hashing this out on public um, layperson blogs? That doesn't make any sense to me. Part of the accusation was, well, these people are harming the church by introducing evolutionary assumptions and ideas into the church. You know what? I, I'm, and maybe this is naive of me, but I think people are big boys and, and, and girls, right? I think that uh, we don't need to shield people from the Bible. I think that we don't need to shield people from the ideas that maybe um, more, again, quote unquote, evolution has happened within a particular kind than some other group feels comfortable with. Again, we all agree they came off of the ark 4,500 or so years ago. We all agree that the, the world was created six-ish thousand years ago, right? It's, we all agree on these big things. We're just talking about how much change has happened over time. Nobody, hear me, nobody who is being called a young earth evolutionist believes in evolution in the term that is being strongly implied. Right? Nobody believes that actual... Now, wh- where does some of this stem from? Some of this stems from the fact, and this is not everything, but this was one of the big things that came up. And, and by the way, I believe there's a discussion to be had here. I'm not dismissing this. I hope you know. Um, there's a big question as to whether 
the assumptions that have gone into some of the work of these so-called young earth evolutionists um, were using data from evolutionary scientists as their starting point, collected data, uh, without questioning it. Okay. Now, I don't think that's actually happened necessarily. Um, I, I think, though, that uh, the point has been made by some, also rightly, that uh, you can't investigate every little tidbit and every little piece of evidence because we just don't have the resources. So sometimes you have to at least, and this is what makes science work, is, is the argument of many, you have to at least have some sort of basic trust in, in the reportage of data that have been collected so that you can actually map that data and use it in your work in barominology and, and, and other scientific endeavors. So uh, there's definitely a question there. How much should we trust data that has been collected by people who don't have our worldview in order to input it into the thing, given that we don't have the time, money, and other resources necessarily to always do it ourselves? Now, there's some work being done to that end, but yeah, sometimes you do have to just trust sort of the data that's been put there by scientists who um, have gone before you. And so there's a real question there, a real discussion to be had, not denying that at all. I want to stay balanced here. All I'm saying is let's stop the name calling. Let's not call somebody an evolutionist if they're not an evolutionist just because you don't necessarily like the way they've handled a particular situation, okay? That's not the way to do this and to get people, you know, hating, especially because they are calling names, by the way. They are naming very specifically people, and they're trying to turn part of their audience against these people, and I think that is wrong. I think that is bad. Well, how about the, what is science anyway? What is science anyway? I'm sorry, but science is a lot more complicated. As I again, I'm a layperson. I am not a scientist, but as I look at it, and I and I learn from others, I'm like, science is a lot more complicated than some want to make it. It's not some silver bullet thing. You're not gonna have the magic piece of evidence to make a thing work. It doesn't seem to work that way. There's, it, it's rough around the edges. It, it's you can't really claw to the truth. You can kind of see like what's what's wrong, right? But but finding what's right is a lot harder than finding what's wrong. It's it's very, and it's always being questioned, right? It's like evolution right now. Yeah, like most people still believe in the standard like Darwinian synthesis model of evolution, but there are many who question it and have questioned it for a long time. It, it's just not so clean as some people want. It to be, and I think a lot of, you know, unfortunately, sometimes some creationists kind of make the assumption that it's cleaner than it should be. This, to me, is evidence of that. It's not clean. It's not clean. And when you try to pretend that it's clean, that's misleading people. Okay. When you try, for example, I had Dr. Matt McLean. I'm going to say this example. I had Dr. Matt McLean on my podcast, and we discussed the issue of feathered dinosaurs. There does seem to be plenty of evidence. Uh, again, I'm interacted with multiple people on this and seen lots of different things, there does seem to be plenty of evidence that dinosaurs, at least some dinosaurs, had feathers. Okay, does that mean they're related to birds? No. Okay, this particular group seems to take a pretty heavy stance against feathered dinosaurs because feathered dinosaurs is the evolutionist claim. But look, that's not, that's not it. Okay, just because dinosaurs have feathers and birds have feathers doesn't mean that one has evolved from the other. That's the same error the evolutionists are making, right? What if? What if? Again, refer back to my episode with Dr. Matt McLean. What if it's possible that some dinosaurs had feathers and also birds have feathers and they're not related? Is that possible? Sure. I think it's totally possible. And I don't see why that's an issue. So, 
Uh, there, you know, there's another good question. So what is science, right? But what is evolution, right? What is evolution? Well, again, evolution, simply defined, is change over time. Change over time. Just because somebody believes there is more change that happened over, just because somebody believes there is more change that happened over a particular period of Earth history doesn't make them more or less of an evolutionist than anybody else. Again, this is the same error that folks who, outside of the creationist camp, who are calling all young Earth creationists evolutionists, this is what they're getting wrong, okay? Um, when they call us evolutionists, it, it, it's not, like, again, what they're saying is, oh, well, you, you're allowing for all this change over time after the flood. We don't have a problem with change over time. We have a problem with billions of years of Earth history. Why? Because of the possible impugnment to God's character that that causes. And the biblical accuracy. Again, refer back to my episode on the Adam framework to uh, learn more about why I think it matters that we are young age creationists. So uh, all of these things sort of working together, when I, when, I, when I take the big picture look at it, I'm just like, I don't understand why we, why we have to call each other names and why we have to pretend like we're enemies when we're not. Creationism is a small bunch. It's a small group. Bridges burn easily. There are disagreements, yes. But like, because it's such a small, tight-knit group, you know, we don't have uh, the resources that, that mainstream scientists have. We, we don't have that. We just don't have it. We need each other. We need to work together. So like, let's do that. And the more and more people who listen to podcasts like this and, you know, where we're really trying to bridge that gap and, and bridge that uh, divide, at least that, that you know, moral, emotional divide. There's always going to be scientific disagreement, okay? But there's no reason to impugn each other and to ad hominem each other, okay? There's no reason to do that, to attack each other even. That's crazy town. So, like, if you're listening to this, and, you know, I don't know how many will get to listen to this podcast, but, you know, over the course of time, I would just say, if I could just convince you, please, to um, not to name call, right? Not to... Um, impugn the character of, of somebody else who is just trying to do their best work for the Lord, um, then I, I think I'll have accomplished my goal, right? That's it. I, I just want to create, I want to have a better conversation about this stuff. So how do we move forward? Um, we do what I just said. We have a better conversation. We be open to scientifically you know, and, and, and as it relates to the biblical stuff as well, like uh, our next episode is going to have to do with some ancient Near Eastern stuff, and that always ruffles a few feathers, right? Um, as it relates to this stuff, like, let's let's just stop pretending like anybody has got the silver bullet. We all believe the Bible here, okay? And let's explore God's world, God's word. Let's explore together and see if we can do our best to understand it while the Lord has given us the opportunity to be here on his earth and to interact with him and engage with him there. Look, well, when we're on the other side, when we're with our Lord, you know, for all eternity, you know, we're going to be able to get all, all the rest of this stuff figured out, right? But it's, it's kind of like a mystery right now, right? We, we kind of have a little bit of the, you know, the, 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 the box. But we got to put all the, the pieces of the puzzle together. And I'm excited about that. And I think you should be excited about that. And it's hard to be excited about that when you're so downtrodden over the infighting. So let's put an end to that. And let's move forward together. Okay. God bless you guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Winsome Creationist. We'll catch you guys in the next one.